0: Today we've got a crazy story of a parent abandoning their kid at the park. We'll get to that in a bit but first, mother wants to come on a 6-7 to seven week Euro trip with me. Hi guys, I'm a 25 year old female, from Australia and I've never traveled. I finally have the money to do so and the time, so I'll be spending 6-7 to seven weeks in the south of France in 2023. My mother is insisting that she comes with me, she's been asking me things like, To be clear, you don't want me on the trip? And is this about me or because we can't travel with the dog? Please, God, back me up and tell me the reasons why it's totally acceptable for a hardworking 25-year-old woman to travel to Europe alone. Personally, I'm a people pleaser. I find it incredibly hard to just say no to people. To put it simply, though, I think we can all agree there's nothing wrong with going on vacations alone, and it's all about putting your foot down. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy fueling your hatred for these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is... How dare you tell me where to go for the appointment? I'll go wherever I want. Hello all, I'm writing to you again from the world of hospitals. I'm a team lead for my department, who sometimes covers as a desk lady when they're understaffed. On my campus, outpatient imaging, x-rays, CTs, MRIs is done in a building separate from the main hospital. Very occasionally, the inpatient imaging department inside the main hospital will take some patients when there's simply too many appointments for the outpatient center to handle. They have a very tiny registration office slash waiting room for when that happens. However, it's important to know that they only open it when they're expecting outpatient appointments. Otherwise, they keep it closed. Today, this lady and her very young child came in and walked up to my desk. She let me know that they were here for his imaging appointment and wanted to know where they needed to go. I looked them up and I saw that they were going to the outpatient imaging building. I pointed in the direction and began to speak and she almost immediately cut me off. No, we're not going there, we're going to tiny registration room. I was confused but I let her know that the patient chart was showing me that she was going to the outpatient building. She huffed and let me know that I was incorrect, and that she knew that she would be going to the tiny registration room, since she went there last time. The problem, since inpatient imaging was not expecting any outpatient appointments today, that little room was closed, and there would be no one to redirect her. I repeated myself one more time and let her know that her chart said that she would be going to the other building, but when she interrupted me again, I stopped trying and just said, okay. She had a little speech about how she was already late, she was, only about 5 minutes, and I just kept saying okay, until she walked off in the wrong direction. In all honesty, I'm not sure how much time had passed before this next part happened. It was probably at least 30 minutes to an hour. I heard a few sets of footprints down the hall and I recognized her voice. She was complaining to someone about how her hospital was ridiculous and it was unacceptable that she was waiting for so long before someone came to get her. I didn't even want to turn around to look at her. Turns out she walked herself and her child to the closed registration and waiting area, waiting outside the locked doors for however many minutes, and just began wandering the halls until the nurse found her. Of course, this innocent nurse didn't know anything about how I tried to tell her where to go. So, she brought her back to me and said, This lady can help you? Before the lady could say anything, I said, Yep, like I said, your appointment was at the outpatient building right out there. We then had a brief conversation that went like this. She says, Well, now we're really late. I said, Yes, unfortunately, it seems he missed his table time. There's usually two times, arrival time, so you can fill out paperwork, and table time, which is the time you need to be in your gown and on the table. In our hospital, once you miss your table time, they will no longer take you and you need to reschedule. She says, so will they still take him? I say, unfortunately, no, you'll need to reschedule. She says, well, I need you to call them and tell them that I did show up, I was just lost. I think this was just so she didn't get billed. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't do that. She says, well, how do I make a new appointment? I said, you'll need to call so-and-so number. You can't do it for me? I said, I cannot. She says, are you serious? What do you even do? I say, I make sure everyone has a mask and direct people to their appointments. She scoffs and says, okay, whatever. Thanks for nothing. And she went out the front door while tugging on her child. I didn't dare tell her to have a nice day. The poor nurse who was just trying to be helpful started to apologize, but I let her know it was okay. And that's the end of my story. I hope everyone has a nice day. Even if I had gone to a specific room the last time I went to a medical place, I think it would be very dumb of me to assume, oh, they're just going to put me right back in the same room. Our next story is, entitled parents let their kids destroy a Petco, and somehow I'm in the wrong for trying to stop it? Okay, for some context, I work at a Petco. It's so far been my second week and I'm loving it so far, but this family has really pissed me off and I'm shaking as I type this so i 18 year old female work at petco and earlier today this family was let in on the shift i was working on here's a description of them hex one and two twins one boy and one girl both looked around seven maybe six brat a girl also maybe eight to ten another boy maybe two or three in a stroller a raised well teen girl 15 maybe 14. Unfortunate dog, their German Shepherd puppy who as the name suggests was unlucky to have them as a family. And finally the stars of the show, Entitled Mother and Entitled Dad. So I was going about my regular shift when this family came in and the first thing I noticed is that raised well had a sort of expression that looked annoyed, ashamed even. But I ignored it and Entitled Dad and Entitled Mom asked if they could use the doggy wash they had as they took their dog out to play and he got dirty. I happily allowed them, and they asked if I could watch their children as well, of which I reluctantly agreed. It took no more than 30 seconds for Hexpawn 1 and 2 to start messing around, running around, play fighting, and knocking over things in the store, while I, in tow, tried to run after their destructive little craps and also pick up and fix what they knocked over. It was around here where they both fell into a large display of kitty litter and were all the while laughing and throwing at each other. And now to the other two brad and stroller boy brad had quickly occupied herself by bothering the poor birds in their cages sticking her finger into them shaking the cages she even managed to grab a poor parakeet's beak all the while stroller boy had unbuckled the stroller and the little boy had gotten up and grabbed a container of cockroaches and one of the crickets both food for lizards and frogs and he began opening them and letting them on the floor While this was happening, Raised Well was trying to stop the twins while also taking Stroller Boy to the side and trying to talk him down. Keep in mind, the parents were witnessing it all and saying nothing. And it was here where the destructive twins had also focused on the birds and were also grabbing at them. And it was here where I got really, really annoyed. So I tried to grab the brat's shoulder and try to tell her that she couldn't bother the birds. And here's where she apparently had enough too, because she spun around and screamed, Oh, just let me pet them, you stupid racist witch. They're black, I'm white. And finally, Entitled Mother and Entitled Dad had finished washing down their dog. This all happened in a matter of six minutes, and Entitled Mother had quite dramatically said, What the heck are you doing to my daughter? And I simply replied, Ma'am. I don't know if you've seen, but your children have been making messes, we've even lost some amounts of spilled products, you'll have to reimburse us for the damages." To which Entitled Mother quickly responded, like heck I will, you racist people are all the same. All the while her husband was in the background, pathetically agreeing with her. This arguing went on for a while, and it was here I began to give up and was threatening to call my manager because not only was she insulting me, but she was also making threatening gestures at me. Finally, after that threat, she had decided to leave, but before they left, Raised Well stayed behind to give me an apology, of which I quickly told her she didn't need to. And now I'm getting more and more annoyed as I'm realizing what actually happened there. Honestly, good riddance. Not gonna lie, I think Will really mishandled this. As soon as those kids start going wild, you go and try to contact their parents and say if they don't do something now, you're calling the police. Our next story is, does she want to kill me or simply cause pain? We shall call her consistent runty Karen for this one. This woman has known me for 5 years, and I've had over 50 meals with her. And yet, she forgets every single time that I have an allergy to walnuts antihistamines are needed depending on severity, and I can break out in a rash inside and outside of my mouth if I eat too many by accident. For some odd reason, she forgets to mention she put them in her cooking until it's too late and bites have been eaten, usually after myself or my darling husband notices and stops immediately. We mention this to her, and she acts surprised every time, says she didn't know that and will remember next time. Hmm, okay, and no lessons learned. She recently came by with a baked treat packed with walnuts and forgot to give us a heads up again. I took a bite out of it and let out an annoying grunt, spit it out, and told my husband that she's doing this on purpose. He agrees it's messed up and apologizes for her behavior, which upsets me more. Dude, go talk to your dismissive and conniving mother and ask her to apologize to me. I'm feeling annoyed at this crap, y'all. My darling husband is supportive, but doesn't understand the capacity of how serious this issue is for me, especially since we have a little one. I don't trust her one bit. I think this is a situation where it justifies going nuclear and trying to cut them off. I'm honestly surprised OP got fool me once so many times. Once this has happened twice or three times, why would you eat the food and ask questions later? This next story is, Entitled Mom uses my child as a bargaining chip. So we have me, my daughter, and my entitled mother. Now this was in 2020, and despite me still learning about myself, because I was growing as a new parent, my mother always wanted my room spotless. Now I have ADHD and cleaning related PTSD caused by her, and the dirtiest my room gets is maybe some empty packages and clothes on the floor, because once my room begins to bother me I'll clean it. I also have oppositional defiant disorder and hate being told what to do and will do the opposite just despite authority figures now my mother had bugged me about my room for several days at this point and being honest it wasn't as bad as she painted it to be it was in no way a tripping hazard or a biohazard for my child yes i was depressed snacking for the first six months of my daughter's life but i purposely put the trash can next to my bed so I had no reason not to throw away my trash. My room is very small, crowded with furniture, leaving me with about a two and a half foot walkway from the door to the nightstands shoved towards my window. I have a crib and a wardrobe, as well as my queen-sized bed in the small 10 by 15 foot room. So hardly enough space to raise a child, but I did my best. The newborn stage was the hardest stage for me, as I was an insomniac and never slept well. I found sleeping with my daughter on my chest brought me enough peace to sleep peacefully despite waking up in pain. Due to sleeping like the dead, ever since my daughter was born, I slept unmoving when she was next to me, meaning if I fell asleep with her head on my arm, I would wake up to pins and needles and a mark from her laying there for the 2-3 to hours she slept. So I had just fed my daughter and needed a morning nap as I was exhausted and still having trouble sleeping at night. I hear the lock unlocking from my door and ignore it as I fell asleep thinking I would be left alone since my daughter and I were having a nap together. As I'm laying there resting my eyes, I feel my daughter being pulled from my arms as I had my hands on her back and her head with my sheets well below her waist, so it was obvious I was holding her. Thinking my mother had just walked in from concern for my daughter's safety, I say out loud. Don't worry, I'm not asleep right now, as she didn't know how my sleeping habits had changed since my daughter's birth. She told me to get my butt up and clean, flipping the light on in my dimly lit room, causing me to wince. I gently tried to fight back as to not hurt my newborn, but my mother started pulling at my daughter harder so I let go before my little angel got hurt. I told her, you should know after 19 years, I don't respond to being told what to do. Leave my kid alone and get out of my room. It's a rule throughout the house that nobody is allowed into my room due to this very problem, but my mother always barges in my room using her stupid key. She takes my kid and says, you can have her back once you clean. I wanted to call her a freaking idiot and tell her my child is not a bargaining chip, but I bit my tongue and didn't respond as she walked out the door. I sit on the bed for 20 minutes trying to figure out what just happened before going to grab my kid refusing to clean up the small pile of clothes in the corner of the room and told her that I had cleaned. She's walked in on me during the deed even and during self-relaxation time, and it always pisses me off as she refuses to give me privacy. This is by far my worst experience. I get why she needed a key to my door at the time, with me being always tired during the day, but my daughter never missed a bottle and was never neglected. If she was awake, I was awake playing with her. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash Switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On for a nap and she would wake me when something was wrong. My mother never helped me in any way, shape, or form. But I don't get why she feels so entitled to my daughter. If some of this doesn't make sense, it's because I'm running off two hours of sleep as this incident is running circles in my mind. I forgot to mention, I was a single parent at birth and still a single parent to this day and as of this year i've been making strides in my routine and i've started to clean weekly and deep clean every two weeks of course picking up toys daily i'm assuming that OP's is just not in a position where they're realistically going to be able to support themselves so i feel terrible for them because they need to be able to have some independence here this next story is the christmas guilt trip here we go my 59 year old female mom and dad divorced when i was 14 after she had an affair with the man across the street they married and my brother and i had to move in with them until we were old enough to escape i despised stepdad but he and mom were happy together they retired and moved to florida about 15 years ago and i live in maryland with my wonderful husband for a while after i left i went no contact eventually we would talk a couple times a year it became a cordial but distant relationship. She was fine not having her kids in her life, so long as she had him, and we were happy not having him in our lives, so win-win. Saw them maybe 5 times in 35 years, because we were both happy in our respective lives and honestly had nothing in common. Cards on birthdays and at Christmas max. Then, stepdad died of heart complications 5 years ago. Mom's an only child, parents are long gone, and just a cousin who, while they're close, has her own life. My brother lives a couple hours from here but isn't financially secure so can't afford to see her often. I dropped everything and went to the funeral and stayed a week. I've traveled to Florida every Christmas since, so she won't be all alone. We talk every Sunday. My dad is in Illinois and my husband's mom's in Georgia. I've been in Florida the last four Christmases. This year, I'll explain that I may not be able to come because of work, I'm a senior director, starting up a new contract the next week, I'll know for sure on Monday. Much talk of her sadness ensues, no talk of course of the time and expense for me of getting to Maryland to Florida every year, only to learn she's not alone, we're going out to dinner with her friends, she's got a lot of pals, but their kids are around for the holidays, and were probably a part of their lives for the past 40 years versus our history. Mom calls me at work Friday to tell me she was talking with her friend about me perhaps not coming this year and tells me her friend thought it was pretty crappy of me to put my job ahead of my mom and how sad and depressed she was thinking about being alone with no family and how she's 83 and won't be around forever. I'm so sad and so angry at the same time. If it was her friend saying that and not some crap mom made up, doesn't she wonder where I spent the previous 35 Christmases before stepdad died? There was no expectation I'd be there, nor any invitation. I love my mom and I'm sorry her romantic happily ever after ended when stepdad died, but am I responsible for her happiness now? This next story is Entitled Mother Sweats Her Head Off When CPS Comes To begin with, my mother isn't the greatest person to mankind. I know this sounds harsh coming from me, 16-year-old female, who's dealt with most of her outbreaks. I do understand that parenting is significantly hard and having children isn't easy, but having kids of your own doesn't make the world revolve around you as a whole. I have a lot of respect for those parents out there who work incredibly hard to provide a life for their kids. I do love my mom a lot, but some of her reasoning with things aren't exactly logical. This is when the scenario comes to play out. For some context, this happened in October of this year. I'm currently an 11th grader, or known as a junior in high school, and boy, it's really rough when you reach this point in high school. I have a wonderful friend, let's just call him Jay. Jay helps me out a lot as I've known him since 3rd grade. There was an assignment that was needed for my AP lane class. However, I was in an unfortunate situation and needed some guidance. I went to my friend Jay about it, and he provided me with his assignment and allowed me to use it and make some changes to it. I know, I know, I should have been doing my assignments myself, but this time was a rough patch. I thanked him greatly and took his assignment and changed a lot of things, so it didn't look like an exact replica of his original assignment. Fast forward, the assignment was turned in. I didn't think too much of it from the start as I was finally relieved that it was over A couple weeks later, when it was work time in class, my teacher called me and Jay over to his desk to have a chat about something. I see him with our assignments printed and put them side by side in front of us. This was when I knew I was gonna get in some severe trouble because plagiarizing any work is a serious offense and will get reported and be put on your school records. At first, my teacher accused Jay of copying my assignment. I immediately came forward saying no he didn't copy me at all this is all for me he looked at both of us with a disappointed look on his face he said i'm sorry but i'm going to have to email both of your parents and write down a referral for plagiarizing luckily he did give us another chance to do the assignment except the highest grade would be a 70. however hearing those words spill out of his mouth crushed me entirely I remember me going back to my seat where all my friends were and explaining to them what had just happened over there. That's when I began bawling my eyes out during class, heavy breathing and overall just freaking out on what my mother was going to do. My friends were all comforting me and such, till that's when my teacher noticed what was going on. He decided to call me over again, so I went over then sat there with him. This is where I began spilling everything on what my mom had been doing almost nearly all my life, especially during my school years. How she would abuse me out of anger or if I did something that was slightly wrong. How she would verbally abuse me and such if there was a poor grade that she wasn't satisfied with. How she was judgmental in every way just to get a reaction out of me or to make me feel like I wasn't doing enough for her. After we heard about this. He decided to completely get rid of the email that he was originally going to send. He also agreed on taking me to the office to remove the plagiarizing record from my profile. The teacher, me and the principal were there together and I discussed what happened in further detail and what my mother does. In the end, the email and the referral were removed entirely off the system. As me and my teacher walked back, he asked me why I haven't talked to anyone about such things. I reply with, it's because if I tell anyone about this, they'll probably notify my parents, causing things to only get worse. Plus, she could lie about anything to get out of it. Unfortunately, my teacher apparently didn't get the hint as the next week came by. I was an art one doing a simple project until the phone rang. Shaking the thought of it off, I continued what I was doing. The teacher answered. After that, my name was being called to go down to the counselor's office. Great. I began making my way down to the office, knowing what was going to happen once I stepped foot in there. We discussed as I spilled the beans about pretty much my whole life business and a potential chance of me having ADHD. That was the end of it right? Nope. One week later, it was the weekend and I was chilling watching Netflix. There was a knock at the door, also at this time it was just me and my mom there. My mom opens the door to be greeted by a woman associated with CPS. She's very surprised and lets the woman inside. Confused, she asks why she's here. I was called out of the room to see my mom and the woman sitting at the dining table. I sat with them and the woman discussed why she was there. I noticed my mom was sweating and very nervous about what's going on. She's attempting to be very natural, to not seem suspicious. I'm going to skip the less important bits and go on to the real deal. After privately discussing it with the lady, she and I went out to come with my mom again. The woman confronts her about said actions and the situation. This is when my mother freaks out, saying things such as, whoever said something like this is going to get in severe trouble. I'm going to get a lawyer and figure out who called you over here. Who was it? Who was it? the woman kept telling her that she can't reveal the information of who did what, as it's private. My mom supposedly calmed down and let the woman talk further. She says that I should be recommended for therapy, as she tells my mom that she doesn't listen to what I have to say most of the time, as I'm just a teenager who doesn't have problems and doesn't make you any better than I am. The woman lets me have a chance to talk to my mom. And that's when I decide to let it all out as it was a full blown cry for help. My mom is just staring at me and just laughing and looks at the woman every few minutes as she doesn't care and thinks it's comedic that her own child is crying out to be listened to for once. The woman's surprised and tells her, you're laughing at your own child as you can tell she's crying out to you so she can be listened to. Her reply? I'm going to take her phone away and everything she doesn't understand how much I work for her. What stress does she even have? I wake up at 5 and work until 4 just to provide for her, as if that's not the bare minimum. The woman tells her, you should not be punishing her as this isn't her fault. Does my mom care at all? Nope. She again went on her rant about still finding a lawyer and so on. As that all ended, the woman left, and you can imagine the rest. Hopefully OP doesn't resent their teacher too much. Most places make it mandatory for teachers to report incidences of abuse like that. Also, I feel like the CPS worker left OP high and dry didn't do enough. Our next story is, Entitled Parent Abandons Their Children at the Park. I'm a part of a group of friends who meets weekly at the local park, so our homeschooled kids can get out of the house, socialize, and we can talk with other parents IRL. It's a public park, so we see more than just our group there today, Entitled Mom and her friends were at the park too. Entitled Mother lets her preschooler play on the playground and puts her infant, less than 2 years old, in an infant swing, swings her a couple of times, then leaves to go sit on the bench to talk to her friend. Her child in the swing eventually stops swinging and looks in her direction, completely confused. Her preschooler eventually came towards our group on the complete opposite side of the park from where her mother was sitting, grabbing every drink available, trying to drink it and trying to play my friend's daughter's guitar. Ultimately another friend took the girl by the hand and said, I'm sorry, we can't allow you to do this, and took her to her mother. I don't know what she told her mother, but they left? I don't really care. I'm done with that age and I'm not going to watch a complete stranger's kids. This next story is, my entitled parents are trying to convince us to build them a house. Let me start by saying that I'm the youngest of five siblings, so the pressure on me isn't as bad as the pressure that they're trying to put on my older siblings. They always have this idea that we have to share our money and salaries in general with them, just because they're our parents, even though they never acted like one, obviously. My mom always says stuff like, I can't wait for the day that you guys will call me saying, Mom, we bought you your dream house. With that disgusting and manipulative tone, it's not only the house that she expects from us. She usually asks for jewelry or expensive things while knowing darn well that none of us can afford any of that. And the craziest thing is that after she asks for all these things, she always ends it with, You know, I would never ask you guys for money or anything, right? Like huh, you might feel entitled for the people you birthed to send some money back to you or do some work for you, but the harsh reality is, they don't owe you anything unless they want to give back. That said, our final story of the day is, my dad wants me to take care of his girlfriend's kids. Long story short, my father has never been a good parent to me or my sister. He lives in a different state, and my parents were divorced when I was a baby. When we did visit him for Christmas and the very few times of year, it was heck on earth. I have a lot of resentment towards him for the way he was never there for me or my sister and when he was abusive. I don't speak to him often. I don't call him and he doesn't call me. Yesterday I graduated from high school. It was my last day so I spoke to him. After years of I'm going to amount to nothing, he congratulated me once but went on to say how his girlfriend's kids fight too much. They have disabilities and scream a lot. He said he would pay for my plane ticket to move into his girlfriend's house, look after her children so she isn't so stressed out. I responded with, what about my future? He went on to say, did you take into consideration everyone else's future? I just hung up on him after that. I was grinding my teeth from anger. He was never there for his own kids. Me and my sister used to fight all the time, and he said, not my problem. I'm genuinely in shock. I knew he was selfish, but to this extent, I want to tell him to screw off, but he pays the very little child support that we live off. I mean, as long as you're still getting that child support payment, I would say milk the bare minimum for as long as you can, but God, I would be furious too. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of entitled parents, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.